Hi guys, great to see you again this week. So I thought this week for the sermon I would invite the entire church and anyone else who's watching to come and join me in my bedroom. There is a good reason for that though. This week's love language that we're looking at is the love language of giving or receiving gifts. And I'm here wrapping up some gifts for my daughter Kezia because at the point I'm recording this, it's almost her 17th birthday. Now, before you panic, don't worry. At the point you're watching it and she's watching it, her birthday will already have happened. So she'll already have unwrapped this stuff. But so the love language of gifts. What is it about gifts that speaks love to someone, that makes them feel loved? Is it about how big the gift is, whether it's small or big? Is, is it about how costly the gift is, whether it's expensive or something cheap? Perhaps it's about how beautifully the gift's wrapped. We, we in our family use these reusable gift bags and tie them with ribbons. So I've got to decide, well, what do we think? Quick, quick pause from the sermon here, guys. Pink ribbon or green ribbon? Votes. Comment below. What do you reckon? Pink or green? You know what, I'm going to go green. It possibly clashes, but actually I think it, it kind of gives it a little bit of a zing to it, maybe. So is it about how beautifully it's wrapped? Is it about how many gifts you give someone? You know, the more gifts you give them, the more loved they feel. Well, the thing is, with that love language of gifts, it's not necessarily the gift that you give that is speaking the love. What the gift is saying to the person is that while you weren't with that person, you were thinking about them, you were caring for them, you were feeling love for them, and so you chose a gift for them while you weren't with them. So it's not necessarily the gift itself, it's the idea of what it says about how the person has been thinking about you. And herein comes a challenge. What makes the best gifts? Because I don't know about you, but sometimes we get gifts that are perfect for us. And other times we get gifts that we perhaps don't appreciate. Now in my wardrobe back here, I have the re-gifting shelf. But I'm not going to show you that actually because there may be things on there that some of you gave to me and I don't want you to know that I've put it for re-gifting. Anyone else do that? You have a re-gifting shelf of those gifts that have been given you that, that are really thoughtful and kind but they're just not your thing. The gifts that really speak love are the gifts that show that the person has really thought about you, really understands you and, and the things that you like and dislike and they've actually taken that understanding of who you are, that care for who you are as a person and been able to put that into a thoughtful gift of what you want. That's one reason why I sometimes help my husband out a little bit with my Amazon wish list just to help him understand what I might want. So what I want to do now guys is share with you one of my best ever gifts that really spoke love to me because it showed that Chris, who got it for me, had really thought about who I was, about what I would appreciate, what I would love, and had put time into getting it for me. The gift's called Kelly. It has a name and I'm going to need to take you outside to show you it. So let's head on outside and I'll see you in a minute. 
so here it is, my best ever gift, my friend Kelly, or the Kelly Kettle. This gift is perfect for me because it combines my two favourite things in life. A cup of tea and fire. So what I love about this gift, this you can use this when you're out and about. So we, we like to go for long walks as a family or to just hang out on the beach. And you can use it to make a cup of tea when you're out and about. It's, it's hollow down the middle. And what you do is you pour water into the spout here. So the water goes all around a cavity in the outside edge. And then in this little base, you light a little fire and you sit the Kelly kettle on top. And as the flames come up, it boils the water so that you can make your cup of tea. This gift spoke so much love to me because it showed that Chris had really spent time thinking about me, thinking about who I was, about what I would really appreciate, about what I really needed to make me feel loved. And you know, God does that for us. God spends a lot of time thinking about us when we weren't with him. Before we knew him, he was planning out the gift that he would give to us to show his love. A gift that would be so costly. A gift that would exactly meet our needs before we even realised that we needed it. So we're going to hear now from the book of Ephesians chapter 1 where it tells us so much about that gift that God gives us. While you're listening to that, I'm going to put the kettle on. Ephesians 1, 3-14 Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption of sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the Beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. In him we also have obtained inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works in all things according to the counsel of his will that we who first trusted in christ should be to the praise of his glory in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation in whom also having believed you were sealed with the holy spirit of promise who is the guarantee of our inheritance till the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory
so that passage in Ephesians that we've just heard, to me, it, it reads almost like a gift list. Let's, let's list, look through some of those gifts one by one. So the first one in verses four to six, which say, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance to his pleasure and will. The gift of adoption. Have you ever felt loneliness? Have you ever felt like you don't belong? Perhaps you've always felt you were always the last one to be picked to join the team. Perhaps you feel when you have a social gathering at a restaurant, you always seem to be the one who's left sitting at the end of the table, cut out from the, the main hubbub of conversation. If you've ever felt any of those things, then this gift is just for you. Jesus chose us, God chose us before the creation of the world. He's already chosen all that time back that he wants to adopt you as his child through Jesus Christ. And you know, the thing with families, okay, you don't get to choose your family, do you? Your family just are who they are. With adoption, that means it's not just that God got lumped with us and can't get rid of us. He chose us. He wanted us to be in his family. And adoption has a real permanence about it. It's, it's not like fostering where it's for a short time and it's not like friendship where you can be friends for a while and, and then maybe, you know, things will move on. Adoption is permanent, a permanent choice to have you as part of his family. And that was a costly gift that he paid for with the life of Jesus, his son. Verses seven and eight tell us that in him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. Redemption and forgiveness. Have you ever had those times in life when you realize you've messed something up big time? Perhaps where you've done something that has broken a relationship and you don't know how or even if you can put that right, where you can't pay back that wrong thing that you've done. You can't unsay what you've said. Perhaps in, in the heat of the moment, you've said something that you know has wounded someone deeply and you can apologize and, and you can, try and love that person again, but you can't undo the damage that you've done. If, if you can relate to that, then this gift of redemption and forgiveness is a gift just for you. Through his blood, the blood of Jesus, Jesus paid the cost for all of those mess ups. Jesus paid the cost to repair all of those damages so that that 
that feeling of the burden of guilt of having messed up can be transferred onto him. Yes, you may still have broken relationships. Yes, you're still going to need to apologise. Yes, you may still need to try and rebuild the relationship. But that feeling deep inside of you of knowing what you've done wrong, of, of the guilt of having messed up, that can be taken away and put onto Jesus so that you can move forward. That's God's gift to you that, that he knew you would need before you even realised you needed it yourself. And finally, in verses 13 and 14, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession, to the praise of his glory. If, if you're the one who, as you hear of these gifts, you're thinking that's great, redemption, forgiveness, adoption, they all sound lovely, but that's not something physical I can see or hold. They're just words. I need something real that God gives me to actually really get this love that he has for me. Then this gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit and that promise of inheritance is a gift just for you. You know, when you're offered gifts, when someone gives you a gift, you have a choice as to what you do with it. I shared with you earlier how some of the gifts I looked at and thought, nah, lovely thought, but not for me. And I put them away on my re-gifting shelf. But if you choose to open the gift for yourself, when you really see what that gift is, you take ownership of it, it belongs to you. And that's a bit like what it is with the Holy Spirit. When we choose to receive these gifts that God has offered us, you see, God offers us the gift of adoption into his family. He offers us the gift of redemption and forgiveness. But we can choose what we do with those gifts. We can look at them and say, yeah, that's a nice thought, but it's not for me. And tuck it away on our re-gifting shelf. But if we choose to receive those gifts for ourselves, if we choose to open those gifts and accept that welcome into God's family as his adopted child, to receive that forgiveness, to receive that redemption, that being set free, that's when we suddenly get this gift of the Holy Spirit, that Holy Spirit within us that makes a difference within us, that we can sense, that we can feel. And the Holy Spirit in us is what affirms all of those other things. So that when we doubt, when we question, well, I've been told I've got this gift of adoption, but really? Or I've been told I've got this gift of forgiveness, but how do I know? It's the Holy Spirit in us that affirms to us, yes, you belong in God's family. Yes, you are chosen by him. Yes, you are forgiven. Yes, you have been redeemed through the payment that Jesus made so that you are set free. And 
that deposit that we have of the Holy Spirit in us, as it affirms that promise, it also affirms the inheritance of what is to come, that right now we may not have everything that God promises us. We may not be completely set free from, from the struggles of this life, but one day, one day, because we have the Spirit in us as that deposit that guarantees one day we will inherit that freedom in heaven with God. That can be hard to, to hold on to sometimes. And what I love about God is the way that he doesn't just give us these big gifts but he gives us little gifts along the way that just remind us day by day, I love you, I'm for you, I have forgiven you, you are my child. Little gifts day by day that keep reminding us of that truth. In, in our ladies small group the other week, we had a conversation about this and, and we shared some of the little gifts that God gives us day by day that keep reminding us of how much he loves us. So I'd like you to invite you just to come and listen in to some of that conversation we had now. One thing for me that I see a lot as like God kisses, if you will, and I know this is maybe cliche and silly because it's literally scriptural, but it's rainbows. Mm. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> God's like, here, here's the here's something I'm going to do for you um, to tell you that I love you. And then, so I don't know, it's just, there's, um, there was one time near the end of our time in Italy when it had been storming and things were stressful and I was driving back from running. I don't even remember what errand I was running. I just remember I was really like super stressed out. And all of a sudden I realized that there was like this, like you could still see the storm on one side, you know how when it's passing through, but then the lights on. And so, so you can still see it off the distance on one side, but there was this huge double rainbow. Like as I was driving past the base and it was so incredible that I had to pull off the side <laughs> of the road so I could take a picture. So I have this picture that cracks me up and I look at it because um, I parked in this little like, you know, side thing, gravel off, shoot whatever I jump out of the car and I ran to the other side so I could get you know so in the picture you can see like my car with the door flung open and then like <laughs> rainbow over it it was just it was it was just what I needed that day and so yeah, yeah. that's really rainbows. good rainbows for me always yeah you know. so I remember it being the morning of my 40th birthday and I know you're all thinking, oh, that girl's not 40 because she still acts like she's in her 20s. 21, I thought, Clara. I think so. And um, I was up particularly early. I'm not a mega early person, but I must have been excited about what was lying in a surprise await for me that day. And I remember in, I was in the kitchen looking out of my kitchen window and I saw four really bright daffodils that had just obviously opened up overnight that I'd never noticed before and it was almost like one because it was four and I was 40 it was almost like God was giving me a, that kiss on the cheek just and I just felt really loved it was a, just a surreal mm. moment that sounds a bit twee but I just know in my heart it was a God thing mm. yeah yeah 
Yeah. I just think God shows us kindnesses in all sorts of ways, but I think through the... Have you ever looked at a snowflake or a raindrop? I mean, you know, they're just so perfectly formed, and I think sometimes he just sends little things like that to remind mm. us that, you know, he's there. Um, when we needed rain earlier on this month, for example, we had small raindrops where we did to start with before the bigger raindrops came. And it sort of gives you an impression of the spreading of his love over yeah. the area. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I think snowflakes are always amazing to think they're all different. Yeah. You know, it's just incredible, yeah. mind blowing, isn't it, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is because each one's different. So each yeah. almost purpose made for you when they land on you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. <laughs> For me, I think it's the wind. The wind just um, captivates me because um, when it gets very, very strong, it's unstoppable. We can't stop it. And it can get so strong, it blew off, it blew off our trampoline. And then it can be, it just goes very gentle. Mm. And then you need... When he grow, when he blows really, really gentle, you need that. You feel that God touch on his skin. Mm, I, yeah. I just can't explain the wind. No, it's just unexplainable for me. It's just, yeah, yeah. it just shows me the awesomeness of God. It's just like it can be very, very powerful, and it can be as well gentle. Mm. And when yeah, the, and nothing can when stop the it. The leaves rustle. He's but, almost talking. When the leaves rustle. You know, the, when the wind rustles through the leaves, it's almost as though he's talking to you in those gentle times. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Whispering. Yeah. It just, just it gets is, me. Yeah, a lot of these things, are, they're the things that we, we notice, we hear when we're having the, that quiet, still time, when we, when we slow down and are quiet enough to, to notice the wind or, or the leaves rustling stuff, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Makes you wonder how many times you missed one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How often is God just whispering those little things of love yeah. in nature around us? And we, yeah, we've been. And we're muttering. Heard it. And yeah. saying, gosh, I wish the winds had dropped down. You know, I've been sitting out there today saying that. Wish, wish the wind would drop. And in actual fact, is he trying to say something? Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Be still and know that I am God. Yeah. Yeah. Be still and know that he is God. Know that he is a God who loves you, who cares for you, who is thinking of you, who is meeting your every need. Let's take some time now to remember the greatest gift that God ever gave us. The gift of the life of his son Jesus who died on the cross to set us free. We're going to break bread together now as Jesus told us to in remembrance of what he did. <laughs> 